We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Welcome to the service. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. I welcome you to this Sunday service, and it will be our part three of how to keep your joy in the midst of trials. And it's our month of great joy. And let me just read our text to you, our text of the month to you. It says, Isaiah chapter 51, verse 11. It says, those the Lord has rescued will return. Those the Lord has rescued will return. First, the Lord will rescue you. It says, and they will return and they will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. I pray that sorrow and sighing will flee from you in the name of Jesus. Sighing is a sign of confusion. Uh, sorrow will depart from you in the mighty name of Jesus. I love what the scripture says here. It says gladness and joy will overtake them. I pray that gladness, happiness, and joy shall overtake you in the mighty name of Jesus. We arrest the spirit of sorrow and the spirit of sighing and confusion and worrying in the mighty name of Jesus. We have declared this month as the month of great joy. And great joy, great excitement shall be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Well, today I want to continue with my teaching on how to keep your joy in the midst of trial. Now, trials are opportunities for growth. And we'll be looking at this in the first and uh, first in part one and part two. And so trials and, um, and um, tests are opportunity for upgrade. I know, you know, you know, we talked about Jesus. The Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. And so we, we talked about that. And so trials give you and I an opportunity to develop spiritual muscles. Praise the Lord. So it's all good. Praise the Lord. James 1, 2 says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. So the Bible makes you and I understand that we should get excited when we come into a situation where we are being tested or tried, because or tried, because we know that all things work together for good. It says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, it says, but I want to advise you, let patience have its perfect work. Don't, don't, do not be quick to uh, push aside. Do not be quick to uh, try and forget and refuse to go through the testing and the trial phase of your life. It says, but let patience have its perfect work. It says that you may be perfect, that you may be complete in lacking nothing. Oh, Father, we thank you. I pray in the name of Jesus that after you have been, after you've gone through what you are going through right now, you will be complete in the mighty name of Jesus. Your perfection will be evident to all in Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord. Now listen, children of God never lose the battles of life. You know why? Because they have overcome already. You will never lose any battle in life. We are fighting a fixed match 
we know how this match will end. At the end, you will be standing. At the end, you will be singing. At the end, my Bible says you will return with gladness and joy. At the end, sorrow and sighing will disappear. And you will be left, my friend, holding in your hands the testimony of Almighty God. I'm telling you. Now, the only reason why you think that you will lose is if your parameter for victory is wrong. I am telling you, you cannot lose. You cannot lose. When it comes to the, for the, for, comes to the issues of life, you cannot lose. At the end of the day, you only, the only reason you think you can lose is if your parameter for victory is wrong. And many times, our parameter for success our yardstick for success is wrong. What we call success may not be success from God's perspective. So our parameters for success can, can, can be warped and it can be wrong. But the fact is, the truth of the word is, you can not lose. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When Joseph was sold to Egypt, he thought he lost. When Joseph was sold, when he was going through, do you know how tough it is when you see the brothers that you grew up with, when you see people that you love, people that you call your own, they bind you, tie you up, throw you into a pit, and leave you for dead. And as they were walking away, you would have thought, you would have thought, oh, no, no, this is not happening. This is a joke. No, it's a joke. Judah, come back. Benjamin, come back. Simon, come back. And they just walked away. The next thing he looked up, he looked up, and who did he see peeping at, peeping, looking at him in the pit? Those who came to rescue him and sell him off. But if you just look at that story there, you would have thought, my God, this guy has lost everything. But now, knowing the full picture, did Joseph actually lose? Did he lose anything? When you, when, when you see the full picture at the end of the day, you look back now, right? And you think, wow, well... Knowing what we know now, that was a setup by Almighty God to make his dreams come to pass. What he would have called failure, what he would have called pain at the time, what he would have called something he really hated was God's setup, was God's strategic plan to reposition him to ensure that this dream of the sun and the moon bowing down to him, his dream of his 12, of his brothers bowing down to him, come to pass. Listen, my friend, I am telling you, God is setting you up for greatness. God is setting you up for greatness. God is setting you up for prosperity and increase. God is setting you up with a mighty testimony. God is setting you up to be a deliverer. God is setting you up. Now, tell yourself that this is a setup, and I will endure, and I will resist, and I will hang on, and I will hold on tight. To see the full picture. Praise the Lord. I am so excited. <laughs> I remember in 1997, 1996, 19, in fact, 1995, 1996, 1997, I was living in Cyprus and God gave me a word. He said I should leave Cyprus and move to UK. Okay, well, thank you, Lord, I receive it. And I, so I went to the visa officer. I applied for, I applied um, for, for my visa, and then they stamped this. I looked at it. It says, application received. Ah, 
In my ignorance, I thought application received actually means your application has been received. No. <laughs> For those of you who know what I'm talking about, when you see application received, it means rejection. And I went again two months later, applied for the same visa, bang, it was rejected. 1995, 1996, 1997. And I went back to the Lord. I said, but Lord, you gave me a word. You gave me a word. You said I should move from Cyprus to England. What's going on now? At this time, my passport has so many applications received. Stamp on it. And then one day while I was praying, the Lord said I should go back one more time and apply. And God gave me a tactic. And I applied the tactic that God gave me, and I was granted the visa. Listen very carefully. I arrived into UK 1997, May 29th. And the next day, I applied for a job. The third, second day, I got that job. Do you know what? If I, when I was in Cyprus, I was applying for a tourist visa. The truth of the matter is that if God had granted me the desires of my heart, I would have come here with a tourist visa and never leave. And that would have, pro, that would have, that would have prolonged my breakthrough. I would have first had to start fighting for my rights to remain, and then from then start looking for a job. But guess what? I arrived on the first day, second day I applied for a job, third day I got the job, and that was how I kept going until my breakthrough exactly 12 months after. So knowing what I knew then, I then realized that, oh, wow, Lord, thank you for all those rejections. Those rejection letters, those rejection stamps were a setup for me to hit the ground running when I arrived in UK. Listen to me very carefully. It's all a setup. And God is setting you up for greatness. Praise the Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will see the full picture of what God is doing through your eyes of faith. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 1 John 5, 4 and 5, it says, for everyone born of God overcomes, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. It says, this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. He said, who is it who overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God. And you believe that Jesus is the son of God. That's why you are listening to me right now. And so I'm telling you that, listen, you are an overcomer. Praise the Lord. And there are things that I recommend that you do to keep your joy in the midst of trial. Number one, build your faith. You have to learn to build your faith. When you are going through trials, build your faith. Faith helps us see the end of an adverse situation. Faith helps us see the end of an adverse situation. It helps us see that whatever trial we are going through will come to an end. It's called the eyes of faith. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So build your faith. Use this time to build your faith. Whenever you are going through a test or a trial, spend the time building your faith. And in building your faith, you can keep your joy. I love what verse 14 says in Hebrews 11. 
It says, people who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. He said, instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. These heroes of faith, they were looking, they were looking, earnestly looking forward to the promises of God. Though they were going through their challenges, their tests and their trials, they were looking up and looking forward to the promises of God. The heroes of faith looked towards the future and with expectation of fulfilled promises, blessings, and victory. So build your faith. Build your faith. You should constantly build your faith to keep your joy in the midst of trial. Build your faith. Build your faith. The list of that heroes, of those heroes in scriptures, is still going on. There are still modern heroes of faith today. Men and women who go through challenges on a daily basis, and yet they overcome because they've built their faith on the word of God. Build your faith. Faith can be increased. So you increase your faith. Increase your capacity to believe God. You increase it. You work hard at building your faith. Praise the Lord. Luke 17, 5. Luke 17, 5. The Bible says, And the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. Increase our faith. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. I pray for you even at this hour that your faith be increased in the name of Jesus. That your faith be increased in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for the multiplication of the grace of God upon you and your household in the mighty name of Jesus. Listen, every challenge requires a commensurate faith. Now, the faith required for this hour, I pray that it, it, that it be manifested and expressed and multiplied in your life in the name of Jesus. Every situation required a certain dimension of faith. The dimension of faith required for your current circumstances. I pray that God Almighty will multiply that faith in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Praise the Lord. Let's look at how to build your faith. How do we build this faith? Pastor, tell me, how do I build my faith in the midst of challenges? Romans 10, 17, and you can see that everything is based on scriptures. You've got to be a Bible believer. You've got to be a Bible believer. You've got to understand scriptures, and you've got to spend time in scriptures. Romans 10, 17, it says, so when faith comes by, so, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. How do I build my faith? Faith comes by hearing. You hear and hear and hear and hear again. Hear and hear and hear and hear again. Makes it very clear that faith, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And then you also, the second way you build your faith is by studying the Bible. I know you are very busy, but you must make time out for your spiritual development. It's a great investment of time. Make time out. Make time out to study the Bible. Make time out to read the Bible. Make time out to study the Bible. You build your faith by hearing and you study the Bible. When we are going through trial, embrace the word of God, then make sure you spend time studying the Bible. It could be 
Now, you can, I'm not saying spend two hours, five hours reading the Bible. If you can, you do But start half an hour. 20 minutes. But keep it consistent. Consistency is the rule of the game. Keep it consistent. Half an hour, same time, every day. Half an hour, same time. Build half an hour in, one hour in, a day to study the Bible. Make sure the devil doesn't rob you of your valuable time. Study the Bible. Study the Bible. When going through trial, embrace the word of God more than ever before because the word of God is spiritual diet. You need it. I need it. Matthew 4, verse 4, Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Man shall not live by consuming bread alone. He has he's got to live by consuming every word that comes from the mouth of God. Man shall not live by consuming what he sees alone. But he must learn to live by consuming that which he cannot see. Praise the Lord. You can't see the word of God, but you read it. You internalize it. He says, the word that I speak to you, they are spirit. The words that I speak to you, say the Lord. They are spirit and they are life. And they are life. Trials and tests and challenges are here to build you up and set you up for your dream. But the question is, do you have enough faith capacity to hold on and attain this dream? Do you? So you must build your faith by reading the word of God. You must build your faith by studying the word of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Man shall not live by natural satisfaction bread alone, but he shall live by spiritual satisfaction. Every word that comes from the mouth of God. On a scale of 1 to 10, how strong is your faith? Faith requires investment. Faith is an asset. Faith is an asset. You, must, you, must, you need food for nutrients, strength, and nourishment to keep going. So you need to study. You need to read scriptures. Study the word of God in the area of your trial. If you are believing God for the fruit of the womb, study Abraham. If you are having a marketplace challenge, study Daniel. If you are believing God for expansion, and breakthrough, and breakthrough. Study Joshua. Read about Caleb. Praise the Lord. I find these heroes exciting. Oh. So number two, listen to messages and sermons. And now, 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 I preach every weekend, right? I preach regularly. Every time. I still get back and I tell, I tell myself, hey, the guy on the, on the pulpit, you are not the guy on the pulpit preaching today. That is the Holy Spirit. So when I get back home, right, and, um, and, and I, I get the message, 
I sit down and I listen and take notes. Again, <laughs> listen to messages. Oh, listen, your time is yours. You've got to manage your time well. You've got to sit down and audit your time. How much of your 24 hours a day go into spiritual development? How much? It's very easy to burn time. Once upon a time, if you, if you, it, it would have been unimaginable that the whole world would come to a standstill. So all of a sudden, the things we thought were important just six weeks ago, two months ago, right? We now have, we've now had to adjust ourselves to now see that they were not that important. If you are told certain people that, look, the things you're doing right now, they're not that important. They say, no, they're important. Oh, I must do, I must do, I must do. Are you doing now? So prioritize your time. Make how much of your time goes into spiritual development? It's your time. It's your life. Listen to messages and sermons. Keep hearing. You become what you hear. You become what you hear. You hear. So every time, make sure on your way to work, plug it in. At home, 30 minutes, tell their kids, don't disturb me. Mommy and daddy are listening to the word of God. Let your children hear you, watch you, hear the word of God. Listen to messages. Listen. Faith comes by hearing, by hearing, by hearing, and hearing by the word. You become what you hear. Number three, how do I build my faith? Listen to audio Bibles. And we're talking about building your faith here. How do I build my faith? Read the word of God. Study the word of God. Listen to messages. Listen to audio Bibles. You know, as a generation, we really don't have any excuse. We have all these tools available to us to build our faith. So you must listen. Listen to audio, audio Bibles. Say, I don't have time to read. Okay, maybe I'm dyslexic. Read, listen to audio Bibles. Listen. Download it. And you know one funny thing? It's even free. Number four. Listen to worship music. Listen to worship music. Before you go to bed, right, make sure you have worship music playing. And when you wake up, you wake up to worship music. Learn to worship God. Number five, surround yourself with faith people. How do I build my faith? Surround yourself with faith people. People, faith-talking people. People who believe in the word of God and believe in their dreams and their vision and their aspiration. People who believe in you, who believe that you will come out of this. Surround yourself. Don't, do not surround yourself with negative talkers. The ones who see the glass half empty all the time. The one who says, oh, we're all going to die. Surround yourself with people of faith. People who will cheer you on and encourage you. People who will call you and pray with you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So number one, you've got to build your faith. How do I uh, keep my joy in the midst of trial? Number two, you must understand who you really are. You must understand. You must understand who you really are in Christ and your, and, the, and your purpose and assignment on earth. So my question is, who are you? Who are you? 
And you've got to answer the question of identity. You've got to answer the question of identity. So who are you? Who are you? Are you going to let a challenge or any challenge define you? Are you going to let your negative situation define you? Are you going to allow your test to define you? Will you allow your situation to define you? So who are you? Whose son or whose daughter are you? Who is your father? <laughs> I remember um, when I, you know, I went to a boarding school, and every time my dad drops me off, it will, it will, uh, when I was in boarding school, he would call my name and I say, remember whose son you are. <laughs> in other words, make sure that you are not influenced negatively. Whose son are you? Whose daughter are you? Praise the Lord. But listen very carefully. I have located you in the spirit. I can tell you categorically, if you don't know who you are, that you are a child of God. You are a child of the almighty God. You are the head and not the tail. You, my friend, are a city set upon a hill. You, my friend, you are the light of the world. You, my friend, you are a deliverer to many. You, my friend, you are more than a conqueror. Praise the Lord. You praise the Lord. You, my friend, you are a faithful person, a faithful woman, a faithful man. You, my friend, are the one that Jesus died for. You are the one that is full of the Holy Spirit. You are full of power and authority. Praise God. That's who you are in the spirit. That's the man and the woman I see. And that's the man and the woman I'm speaking to right now. You are a great man, a great woman. And your household is a household of greatness. And you are the one that Jesus died for. And listen very carefully. If you were the only one on, on earth, if you were the only one on planet earth, Jesus still would have come and died for you. That's how important and valuable you are. You are valuable. You are important to heaven. Praise the Lord. But you see, it doesn't matter what I say. If you can't receive it, you can't become it. So I want you to tell yourself right now, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. And I say receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Now let me share with you three discoveries you need to make. Three discoveries you need to make as part of understanding who you really are. Number one, you must discover who you are in God. You must discover who you are in God from scriptures. I tell you, before I got born, before I got saved, I was not confident. I was always very shy, very timid. I can't speak up, always unsure of myself. Then I got born again. It was as if the scales dropped off my eyes as I was going through the pages of scriptures. That was when I now realized that greater is he that is in me is in me than he that is in the world. I said, seriously? And I also read that I am the head and not the tail. Praise God, I have a position here. And I also read that I am wonderfully and beautifully, ooh, beautifully made. That alone when it entered my spirit, shattered every form of inferiority complex, buried it forever. Ooh! And then I now read that old things have passed away and I'm a brand new creation. My goodness. I told myself I embrace this new creation and I want nothing to do without that guy there. Praise the Lord. Man, I dissed my old silly nature. 
and embraced what the Bible says about me. I want nothing to do with that old guy. Hallelujah. So read the scripture. Read Ephesians. Read the Gospels and see what God says about you. Number two, on this discovery path, you must discover your purpose and your assignment on earth so you can keep the joy, keep your joy during the time of trial. You know, you can discover your purpose and assignment by asking God. Because what if what you are going through right now is part of your purpose path? What if? Only the designer of a product and the manufacturer of a product understands the capability and the purpose of that product. So ask God, your maker, why am I here? I don't understand this challenge. I don't know why I'm going through this. Holy Spirit, help me. What is going on? Is this part of my journey? Is this you? Or is this the devil? Or is it just me? Ask. 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 Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4 says, Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. But do you know that Jeremiah at one time, at one point in his life, was locked up? He was put in jail? Do you know that? But did I ever remove the fact that he has a prophetic word for his nation? No. So ask God. Discover your purpose. Jeremiah 33 says, verse 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So call on God. God is willing and able to reveal hidden things about you. So discovering your purpose and assignment helps you keep your joy in the time of crisis, in the time of trials, in the time of tests. Praise the Lord. You read about, you also know about Jesus. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4 verse 17, say, and he was handed the book of prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive. And he was ruling out his purpose on earth. Was, and he found it in scriptures. Find yourself in scriptures. You are here for a purpose. You are here for such a time as this. And number three, you must discover the time and season you are at. Daniel 2.21 says, And he changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Times and, times and seasons change. Spiritually also, physical times change, spiritual, spiritual seasons also change. So listen very carefully. Your, your, your seasons are blocks of time designed by God that holds specific occurrences, manifestations, and purpose for you. Write that down. Your times and seasons are what? Are blocks of time. They are blocks of time designed by God that holds specific occurrences, manifestations, and purpose for you. So do you understand your season? Do you understand your season? Seek to understand your season. Your trial can be a test to show you what your heart really is like. 
And you know what the Bible says about the pool of children of Israel? At one point, God told them, he said, he said, listen, your journey could have been maybe maximum, maybe nine days. He said, but I took you around this mountain for 40 years to show you what is in your heart. All that test was geared to show them what is in their heart, that they were never faithful as a people. So you must understand your times and your season. One scripture I really like is in 1 Chronicles 12, 32. It says, of the sons of Ishaka, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, their chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were at their command. So it means that as a believer, you should know what season you are at. Is it a season to fight? Is it a season to pray for breakthrough? Or is it a season to just sit back and watch God take control? You must understand. Discover yourself. You must discover your season. And you must discover yourself in God. Discover your purpose and discover your season. Praise the Lord. Number three. Pastor, how do I keep my faith? How do I keep my joy in the midst of trial? Very simple. Win souls. Win souls. I don't have enough time to go through this now, but I'll just give you this scripture in Luke 10. The Bible says that Jesus sent his disciples to go out two by two. But I love what he said in um, verse 17. It says, verse 17, Luke 10, 17 says, then the, then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons were subject to us in your name. How do you keep your joy in the midst of trial? Share the gospel. Encourage someone. Be a blessing to someone. Come out of your comfort zone. Come out of yourself. Look, take focus away from yourself for a moment and share the message of joy and hope. Sow the seed of joy into someone's life, and you will reap a harvest. And the Bible also says that heaven rejoices over that soul that turns back to the Lord. And so if heaven is rejoicing, right, and you win soul, heaven rejoices, you are sowing into the joy of heaven, and it will rain back joy on your life as well. So you want to keep your joy in the midst of trial? Share the gospel. Number four, and I think I'll close here. You want to sow a seed. Say, yes, pastor, what do I mean? You mean I'm, I'm, I, I need to keep my job? Why should I sow a seed? Scripture says so. I love this one. It says, in Psalm 127, verse 5, it says, those who sow in tears, they reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seeds for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. So every time I'm in the midst of a, 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 a trial or a test, I sow a seed. And you know what? I sow a seed and I expect God to bring a harvest. And it always feels good when you sow that seed. So these five things will help you. And I want to pray with you today that whatever is it that has stolen your joy, I rebuke it today in the name of Jesus. I command great joy to rest upon you and your household in the name of Jesus. I command the joy of the Lord to be your strength in the name of Jesus. Even as you begin to practice what I have shared with you today, I pray that the peace of God will rest upon you. I pray that the greater one in you 
we begin to find expression. And as the Bible says, you will return and gladness and joy shall be your portion in the name of Jesus. And the shout of joy will never depart from your household in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened for you to see the purpose of whatever situation it is that you are going through right now. I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. I pray that my Father in heaven reveal unto you the full picture of what you are going through right now so you can take courage and take comfort. In the mighty name of Jesus, I command your heart to be stronger. I command your heart to be stronger. I command your heart to be stronger. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. You will not lose this testimony. You won't lose this testimony. This testimony and this situation will bring joy to many. It will liberate many. Father, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the grace of Joseph rest upon you. Let the grace of Joshua rest upon you. Let the grace of Esther rest upon you. Let the grace of Daniel rest upon you. And let the grace of Ruth rest upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and we say, Amen. Glory be to God. You are blessed. Thank you for being here today. It's offering time, blessing time. And the details for your giving, your offering, and your tithes are on the screen right now. And you will be blessed as you do this in Jesus' name. And may your joy be full as you sow today in Jesus' mighty name. Details are on the screen right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Oh, Father, I thank you. The Bible says he who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. Father, I pray for everyone here under the sound of my voice tonight, today, who are sowing and giving right now, that indeed this will be their portion, that they will doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing with them their sheaves. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray, oh God, that, Lord, even as they sow right now, I pray that the windows of heaven be opened unto them. In the mighty name of Jesus. That where you are today will be the least you will ever be. In the mighty name of Jesus. I decree that you will not be small. You will go from grace to grace, from strength to strength, from vision to vision. In the mighty name of Jesus. I command heaven to release upon you destiny helpers even at this time. In the mighty name of Jesus, I ask that God multiply your seed and cause it to rain favor upon you and your household in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and we say, Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good. Listen very carefully, my friend. If you, have, if you are here and this is your first time connecting with me right now, and you have never given your life to Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity. I gave my life to Christ over three decades ago, and I never looked back. So I want to just give you a simple scriptural invitation. I want you to put your hand upon your, upon your, on your heart and pray these scriptures with me, and pray this prayer with me. Come on, say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your joy. I thank you, Father. Today, I come to you as a sinner. I don't know how to keep my joy in the midst of crisis. But Lord, I don't even know how to lead myself. So Lord Jesus, today I pray, come into my life. 
Come and be my Lord and personal Savior. Lord Jesus, I give my life to you on this day. I dedicate my life to you, Father. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Lead me and guide me. In your name I, I pray. Amen. And let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this precious soul. I give you all the glory, Father, for rescuing them, O oh, Father. I pray, O oh, God, that they be planted in your kingdom, Father. You will nurture and water them, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.